Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor. With your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. Yes, we're back again, and I'm going to thank you for letting us use that song that's in the background. I like it. It's a fun song. Uh, and actually, if you're curious, it's called Culture Vulture, which kind of goes along with everything else we do on this show. Uh, he's Todd Vandenberg, and this week I have decided to be uh, Sigourney McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> because that just Gee, it, why? It goes along so much better than... Uh, <laughs> We could talk about the box office this week where Hitman's bodyguard made a lot of money and Annabelle 2 didn't in Leap I've never heard of, but apparently it was in third place. See, that's covered, and no, I don't care about any of those. I don't even know what one of them is. What was Leap? Do you know Leap? Leap, Leap is, is – uh, oh, yeah, that's an animated flick. With, uh, about oh, a, that one. About it. Oh, it's about the one young lady who wants to be a ballerina and blah, blah, blah. And it's got Elle Fanning, who is Dakota's little sister. Has Kate McKinnon had a doing, doing, doing voice work, so that's pretty sweet. I bet she plays someone crazy. Who knew? Um, Kate McKinnon's awesome. Not knocking Kate McKinnon. She's, she's awesome. She... Now that there you go. That's the perfect movie. Last week, Idris Elba in every movie, throwing Kate McKinnon. I want them to be in a team up. I want that right now. Idris Elba and Kate McKinnon. Starsky and Hutch. They'll be in oh. a new Starsky and Hutch movie. I, have Starsky I would and actually, Hutch. I would actually go see Starsky and Hutch with with Idris Elba and Kate, and that's the only way I think I would go see the remake of Starsky and Hutch or the reboot or relaunch or yeah, it's a remake because they anyway. Yes, we'll get to that later. Actually. Terrifyingly, but <laughs> let's let's finish up. Uh, we started the Defenders last week. We did, and as much as we like to uh, like to binge watch stuff, we did not actually get to watch either of us watch the entire series before before the show started. We have now. Actually, I think we, we both finished what Sunday afternoon. Yes, we did uh, last week. <laughs> we were racing. Uh, yeah, we were actually. We're sending texts to each other. Okay, I'm at this part. How about you? Oh crap, you're ahead of me now. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the Defenders. I I think the the choreography was considerably better as far as Iron Fist is concerned. Agreed. Uh, we had a a great bad guy, but fell into almost. I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be a pattern with the bad guys because I, I I'll admit the Iron Fist series is almost completely purged from my head. But they did this in, in Luke Cage. So at least two of the last three, spoiler alert, Ye Head Bad Guy, which is an actor that we've heard of before the series started, didn't didn't quite make it through the whole series. Yeah, typically the the actor that plays the big bad is is the mo- most well-known actor in all of these Netflix series, starting with Daredevil when they had Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Which is yep. awesome, and which hopefully we'll see him come back. Um, Season three. Yeah, it, it it happens. I I really like the Defenders. The thing I liked least about the Defenders was Iron Fist. Um, 
They made they made Danny less whiny, so Danny Rand was less whiny, and he could actually fight better, which is good. Um, and I totally get making the hand basically the big bad without going into details, uh, which means Alexandra, who is the head of the hand, played by Sigourney Weaver, and Electra, who is the black sky, which is like the main tool of the hand. And Daredevil has obviously that's extensive background with the hand, with Electra, etc. So it made sense for the hand to be the big bad here. But you know what? I I wish they had not gone in that direction because it made it too much of an Iron Fist story, even with the tie-in with Daredevil. I could have because the hand, their, their motives were kind of vague. I mean, oh, we want to live forever. Okay, that's not vague, but the the methodology and how it was going to affect New York and why it was going to destroy New York, they never even really bothered to explain it. It's just kind of like it's just there and just uh, for a show that had eight episodes to deal with. And as yeah. I said last week, they could have skipped the first one and just combined it into the second. They didn't do a good job of explaining that. So that's what I didn't like about the Defenders. Everything else I really liked. Daredevil was better than he was before. Jessica Jones was even better than she was before. Uh, Luke Cage, I can't say he was better because he didn't really develop that much, but he certainly didn't slip at all. Exactly. Um, They gave more time to Colleen Wing, um, more time to Misty Knight. They tagged a few things, which will happen in the future, which is very, very cool with some characters, and that's all I'll say. Overall, I really liked it. Um, and especially if you haven't seen it yet, and I'm sure it's on YouTube, but if you haven't seen it yet, watch all the way until the end of the final episode, past all of the credits, because there's a nice little teaser there for the next Marvel series, which is supposed to be out this year on Netflix. Yeah, that's the part that the only thing that really threw me off um, was the, yeah, that trailer that you're referring to uh, is out. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Right. Um, actually, saw it before the Defenders came out, which was a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but what's funny enough about that is that it is coming out this year. I thought it was coming out next year because yeah, we've this already year. had the two. It's going to be this year, so looking forward to that. Yeah, Mister. Which um, it's not exactly a spoiler, but it, it's and it, no. it doesn't show much. It's just a nice little teaser for Frank Castle, and. Just from the teaser and from what we saw of Frank and Daredevil 2, it looks awesome. So it looks like they're going to be back on track, which makes me very happy. Overall, I would say yes. definitely watch the Defenders. Definitely watch the Defenders. And there's been a lot of talk about how they use color. The color palette is so different for each of those series. I mean, Daredevil's in reds and Jessica Jones is in purples and Luke Cage's in yellows. And they keep it up with the Defenders. When certain characters are dominant in the scene, that color palette is dominant, and it's really cool. It's just kind of in the background and kind of subtle, but I really, really like it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I think they did a really good job. Um, honestly, I could have done without Iron Fist. Not that it's bad, but he just doesn't hold up. Even in the Defenders, he's still just not equal to the other characters to me. Um, and partly it's because the way it's written, it's not so much the actor. He's just kind of a whiny little – he whines less, but i do not really down with whiny superheroes. I just – No. He could be done so much better than he is, but you know what? He's still – 
he's not hideous. Oh no, no, not at all. I mean, not bad. bad. It's just adaptations. Oh, he's not fantastic yeah. or bad. We'll get to some bad adaptations, but it's only in comparison to how where how well Daredevil has done Jessica Jones and Luke Cage because those are so well written and those actors nail it absolutely. I mean, Charlie Cox in about every other scene he's feeling guilty about something and he's supposed to but he doesn't have they kind of make the whining. Danny Rand Danny Rand is almost always whining or moping about something and that's how it's done whereas Daredevil is not but in scenes where he's supposed to be guilt it's written on his face he doesn't have to say any lines Charlie Cox is awesome absolutely awesome and uh, just I'm really looking forward to Daredevil 3. Uh, so, and don't be silly. They're not going to kill off Daredevil, so that's not a spoiler. So calm down. I didn't spoil a damn thing for you. If you thought they're going to kill off Daredevil, you think Superman won't be back in Justice League either. So, even though he's on the posters now. Yeah. <laughs> so, spoiler? No, it's not. No, no. but you. Uh, see, that that's a good segue though, because you mentioned. You mentioned DC, and DC was actually in the news quite a bit this week. Yeah, they were. Uh, some of it good, and some, some of, of it, it not. <laughs> uh, we'll go with considerably less than good. I want to start with the, the – I think what is going to be a really great casting choice, uh, season four of The Flash, because DC kind of knows what it's doing on TV, not so much in the movies. Um, the TV part in The Flash series, Battlestar Galactica alum – Katie Sackhoff has been hired on to be a character called the blacksmith who, if you, I, I guess if you watched Gotham kind of like fish Mooney, only an actual character from the books uh, that people will like. <laughs> I, Switch. I think to have a, a, an underground, you know, black market character who does all the super villain stuff. That's the character she's going to be. And I like seeing her on TV anyway. So you like the Good idea? News. I like the idea. Yes. Um, let's see. Other good news. We have we, uh, the Teen Titans series has another casting member. Uh, although I'm not entirely sure I get this one. The character of Starfire, who, uh, if you don't know, the t- if you just vaguely know the Teen Titans, she would be the Tamaranian, the one with the orange skin. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been and cast purple, as, by... Um, yeah, and the purple... Half well, costume. Most of the time... Yeah, half costume. There's a good way of phrasing it. There you Anna, go. and I'm going to mispronounce the last name, Diop. Diop? I'm not sure if either one is correct. However you pronounce D-I-O-P. Um, I'll go. I'll go I'm yeah. not entirely sure... She fits the character. Just, and I, I apologize if this is going to come out making me making it sound racist or something, or colorist or whatever. She's a dark-skinned actress, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking that's going to mean that they're going to have to spend more budget on orange makeup. Mm-hmm. That other than Maybe. that, I think she can. I have no reason to think she can't do the role. I'm just being. Financially practical? I don't know. I, I think DC can afford for the extra, DC can afford the extra makeup based on what they, they made well, on, on Wonder Woman. So 
So ah, they can handle it. There we go. Hopefully, hopefully she's okay. the right actress. I, I, and I just noticed one other thing about her. This is the, the Teen Titans. And this character, and, and this, I'm sorry, this actress is 29. Okay. Question marks. Yeah. Well, Starfire never seems... I mean, I know they're Teen Titans, but she never really looks like a teen. And are they all actually Teen Titans, or is this the older version of the Teen Titans? Are they all like in their uh, That has yet to be announced. Yeah. So if they're all if like the, the older version of the Titans, then it fits perfectly. And maybe she's like Tom Holland and, and looks like she's 15 anyway. Could be. Um other news out of the DC universe would be Gotham by Gaslight, which had a preview come out. And part of me is looking forward to this still. Part of me is not looking forward to it as much um, because they're doing it kind of similar style to Batman, the animated series, but it's still drawn it's like you remember when they started Batman the Animated Series, and they didn't really have a set art and animation yet, so it would change from episode to episode, and some of them were better than others. Yes, this is one of those episodes where it didn't look quite as good as the others hmm. to me. So, you know, already a little bit disappointed in that. The story is going to be awesome, which is uh, if you don't know the graphic novel, it's Batman versus Jack the Ripper. Way back when, which is very cool. Um, it um, is. It, it's a very cool storyline. But you know, mm-hmm. basically, as long as they don't have Barbara Gordon crushing crazy on Batman, or have Harley Quinn being an out and out, um, well, close enough Whatever to a sex she was. worker. Yeah. Um, ah. Then, then it'll be much improved. Uh, the storyline, as I understand it, they did put Catwoman in it, and she does do kind of a uh, I'm not sure if she's in charge of a dance hall or a brothel or whatever but that's the kind of character she's playing but Selena Kyle fits a lot better than the other ones and and it fits the storyline because who did Jack the Ripper prey on prostitutes so there you go and if you're going to do this story correctly there are going to be prostitutes as opposed to just completely subverting characters so that makes sense. So that, 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 it fits. Um, something else that fits that I'm going to say this is good news, but it's going to degrade into bad news soon. Uh, <laughs> they've decided to do a Joker origin story. Yeah. As a movie. That's not good news. Now, in my uh, one of the names all. I heard attached to this was Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese is definitely attached to it. Um, um, I don't care if Martin Scorsese is attached to it. We don't need a, a Joker origin story. If if this is their means of divorcing themselves from the god-awful Jared Leto portrayal of the Joker, okay, whatever. Bring the Joker back in it. We don't need a, bat, a Joker origin story. I mean, as I understand, it's – again, it's he's, – he's running around and whatever they're going to call the character, if he's Jack Napier or whatever – you know, being a thief and a criminal and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he turns in the Joker. Do we really need to see that? Do we not know that story? No. We don't. We need this story as much as we need another Batman origin story. 
I don't care if, if Scorsese is directing it. I think it's a god awful idea. <laughs> well, let's make it worse then. In order to make this movie, they decided to scrap the Gotham City Sirens movie, which was right. supposed to be Harley Quinn and Catwoman and uh, Poison Ivy, etc. Except the next day, they decided to announce, no, it's on again, followed mm-hmm. by a no, it's off again, followed by a no, it's on again. Um, so taking a page from Justice League Dark, guess which movie I don't think we should talk about? Until they decide that they're actually going to ha- – until it's in production. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's I'm going to put Gotham City Sirens in that category. You know, and we beat up on DC, the, the film universe, a lot, which is yeah. fair because we, we really praise the animated division for the most part. Uh, you compare this to Marvel. Marvel has this had this thing blocked out, what, a decade ago? They. They knew exactly yeah. where they were going to go, and they didn't know that from, from when they did Iron Man. I'm not claiming that, but once Iron Man worked, then they saw, hey, we can move forward. This is going to work. DC is well into what they sh- they should know exactly what they're doing, and they clearly don't have a freaking clue. Someone comes up and says, hey, no. you know, it would be a good idea. Let's do a Joker origin movie. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's a great idea. What, let's push this f- film that we've had in the books for like we've been talking about for two years. Yeah, we'll just slide that one back because everyone wants to see a Joker origin story. Uh, no, I don't think anybody in the no. planet wants to see a freaking Joker origin story. I don't care if Willem Dafoe is playing the Joker, who would be awesome, although he's too old to play a young Joker. But you know, you know Ryan Gosling, he would be awesome. Uh, I don't care. I'm not going to go see it. Because I know the freaking story. There's other stuff that goes with this, though. Uh, the Batman movie that's coming out, right? they announced, is not Maybe. part of the DC Extended Universe. Until <laughs> the next day when they said it is. <laughs> and <laughs> Come and, on. And is, is Ben Affleck playing Batman uh, as of 12-18 Eastern? Or, he says yes. And because just two days ago, it was like, oh, it looks like he's really out after all. And then it was back in. And then there was the thing from his brother. And it's, oh, no, that's not true. And it's like, oh, wait, it looks like Affleck's out. <sighs> it's exhausting. Like you said, just wait until the movie comes out because it, DC has no clue what they're doing. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they shelved Justice League. And push it back to summer of 2019 because they're not ready. They don't have a clue what they're doing. Well, Man, they did announce that they cut Lex Luthor scenes out. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of an important character, an important character to include, and then decide, nah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> wow, it's hard to tell. It's as if, the, it's as if I had written the script. <laughs> that's just that's god awful. No, um, no. One of enough, the things that people said uh, was the the saving grace for that Justice League movie was when they got Joss Whedon uh, to come in and recut, redirect whatever he's doing with, with that. But Whedon has gotten in some trouble this week. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit, I'm not entirely sure I understand. Um, he was criticized by his ex-wife apparently an architect named Kai Cole, 
mm-hmm. who sounds like a DC character. Doesn't that sound like it? Anyway. Yeah, she lives in um, Smallville. Of course she does. Uh, she said he was a hypocrite for preaching feminist ideals while having an affair with whoever he could get in bed with. Which I'm not entirely sure I understand that perspective. Um, but this led to uh, what is the, the website that got taken down? Whedon, Whedon fans or something, a big Joss Whedon website that was created around the time of Buffy. Uh, Whedon-esque, there we go, uh, was taken down because of this big incident and horrible, horrible, oh, look at these terrible things. Do you understand what's going on with this? And is it really going to affect the DC movies? Because I loved the idea of him doing a, uh, you know, with as good as he did with uh, Buffy, uh, I'd love to see him do Batgirl that way. Let right. me rephrase that because we're talking about him sleeping with people. Um <laughs> it 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 certainly affects people who want to have a personal relationship with him, especially women, right? right? Um, and it's, I'm certainly not condoning what he did, but uh, would you either. rather would you would you rather he hold women down professionally and be and cheat on his wife? Or would you rather – and I don't mean you personally, but people who might be outraged by, oh, he's not a feminist. What's more important to you, how he acts professionally or how he acts personally? Uh, you know, As opposed to some sexist pig who's been married to the same woman and has never looked at another woman for 40 years and is a complete misogynist, which is better for women in Hollywood? I mean it's a pretty easy call. Uh, I'm not disparaging Ms. Cole for coming out and saying what she said. I mean I totally understand her point. But uh, overall, what what matters more? That that he that he pushes strong female roles or that you know he cheated on his wife from the professional standpoint and and that's what we're looking at. Obviously, it's more important that he, you know, pushes for strong female roles, pushes for – I don't know if he pushes for equal pay. That would be interesting to find out. But he's – regardless of what he did in his personal life, I don't think he can say, oh, he's not a feminist. I that, That's the part that threw me off is – you know, I, I understand what she's saying. Yeah, completely. Saying that he's – you know, it doesn't make sense. And I understand why she's saying it too. I, I totally get that. But as far as fans, they shouldn't. I don't see the point of saying, "Oh, I'm not going to watch anything Joss Whedon does because he cheated on his wife." I mean, if that's how you feel, that's your right, obviously. But I think that you're and you're going to be spending a lot of time doing other things and watching movies because that happens how often in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In that case, go watch a Michael Bay film. Uh, assuming that he's – I have no idea if he's even, even married or whatever, but, I mean, talk about a, a sexist pig. Go watch his movies, you know. Uh, right. No, no, no thanks. So moving on from Joss Whedon then, um, who was, did some really good mar- stuff with Marvel's Avengers. See, segue to yes, Marvel stuff, yes. although, unfortunately, <laughs> it's Marvel stuff coming from Sony – uh, who are doing a movie called 
Silver and Black, which mm-hmm. is supposed to follow the characters of Silver Sable and Black Cat from the world of Spider-Man. Uh, they announced that the Green Goblin is apparently going to be doing a voiceover cameo in this movie that has nothing to do with the Marvel Extended Universe. Which is, it, is that a... Do we need that? I don't know that we it need that. I, I, I was just going to say it depends on who's cast in the role. Um, and it'd be kind of hard to say, does the Green Goblin have anything to do with the Extended Universe since they've rebooted it twice? And... He's no longer with us in one continuity, but it makes no sense for them not to bring Green Goblin back. I don't really see the point of doing it in this film. But besides, are these even in continuity? What day is it? No. Who knows? <laughs> you know? Yes, they're part of the it's shared so universe. No, they're not. According to according to Disney Marvel, they're not. As opposed to uh, the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, uh, where James Gunn said that the, the third movie is not just the capper of a trilogy, but it's setting up the next phase of Marvel movies to uh, have them planned out for the next 10 to 20 years worth of Marvel <laughs> movies. Again, There's going planning. Back to, yeah, going back to DC's model of – I was like uh, – Guys, do we want it? Ben Affleck? Today's Friday. Let's flip a coin. And then Marvel is, <laughs> and it doesn't mean they're they're doesn't mean they're not going to change the plan. Doesn't mean the plan is going to work. But they're planning. They have a map of where they're going and what they want to accomplish. Probably one of the reasons why Marvel's films overall have worked much better than DC's films. Um, yeah, you, you, you said uh, was it Mar- DC's model. DC doesn't have a model. DC has a box full of parts, and uh, you know the, the tube of glue yeah. is lying there, and it's open, but it's all hardened and crusty now. <laughs> um, the instructions are missing. It, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Perfect analogy. I, I think, that, and unfortunately, that's the way it is. And the thing is, I'm to the point where I prefer the DC comics themselves at this point. Um, but you know, if, if they'd straighten themselves out, I'd love it. I think they could actually do better than Marvel's doing. Well, but that would require them, you know, buying a clue. They they proved something. it with Wonder Woman. They just have to figure out. Yeah. Well, if they're smart, they say Patty Jenkins run the show. I mean, honest, honestly, how can they look at what Zack Snyder has done with their properties and what Patty Jenkins did? And still think Zack Snyder should be the one who's calling the overall shots. I completely don't get that at all. Don't get that. And yes, you know she oh she only did it with one property, but Snyder's Snyder's pretty much shown that he's uneven. Again, he's done some terrific work in the past, I think, and then he's also done some crap work. So yeah, yeah. If they if they had a clue, which obviously they don't, like you said. They've got the person right. there. Well, they don't yet because they haven't signed her yet. But if they were smart, they would say, please, you take it over for us. Or throw Joss Whedon $10 billion and say, hey, you take over for us. I mean, he's yeah. definitely in camp. So whatever. Well, I, you know, I mentioned James Gunn, who has done some you – know, the Guardians movies were great. 
Mm-hmm. He's done some stuff that's not as such. Um, and just getting off the comic book movies for a little while. James Gunn says he is going to be rebooting Starsky and Hutch as a new TV series. Mm. I told you it was going to come back in the show. Um, good idea, bad idea. It's supposedly a reboot. So I expect it will be just as wonderful as Chips and uh, Baywatch. Ouch. Re- regardless that of bad? James Regardless of James, it's Starsky and Hutch. I mean, it, it depends, obviously. I mean, the, James Gunn, that's a big plus. Uh, the casting, right. it depends on the casting. But, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. He also did a video short. Well, he was was only a character in it. But Dolphin Man Battles the Sex Lobsters. I'll have to watch that sometime. Anyway. (laughs) I would rather watch that than Starsky and Hutch. I'll tell you that. Well, how's this? And I'd love to see what they would do with the movie you just mentioned. Uh, There was a company called VidAngel who had a big problem with uh, just about everybody. They were a video-on-demand streaming service that would take movies, and if they were R or Beyond or I think even PG-13, they would (laughs) edit them so that they could be shown to kids, or I guess that was their their plan. Um, But they took movies from Disney, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Fox, Warner Brothers, pick somebody. They've got their movies and made edited versions of them. Until the court said, uh, see, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said, no, enough of that. Stop. You, you can't do that. That's, that's horrible. And uh, I have to agree. What, oh, what, yeah. what's, what's, the, the, did you I, see the picture they released with this, though? I did not. Yeah, it was from, from Avengers 2, the part where everyone's trying to pick up Thor's hammer. And it's got a picture of Captain America grabbing Thor's hammer, but they've censored out the large part of the hammer. So he's just grabbing Thor's, what looks like Thor's something or other. It's actually a very (laughs) amusing picture. I'll put this on the website or something. That is good. Anyway, what's your thought on edited versions of movies and stuff like this? This is edited, edited by third parties. Um, Yeah. By third parties. Yeah, not so no. cool. Uh, um, when studios go back and do different versions of you know the, of the theatrical release, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Depends a lot on whether the director is involved. Um, right. Like Payback, which I thought the the theatrical uh, I don't know they're, 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 they they change movies up so much sometimes and make really bad decisions, George Lucas, uh, when they revamp films, mm-hmm. even when the director's involved. I'm not really a big fan of that. I mean, if, if for the most part, if you thought it should have been in the movie, you should have done it right the first time. So, and granted, a lot of times that's studio interference, et cetera. But for a third party to come in and change it? No. Yeah, that, that's that. That's a big no. I, I'm shocked that it took more than like a week. Of course, that's the justice system. But yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, let's see other 
quick news bits. Uh, Blade Runner 2 has a storyline now. Uh, apparently, nice. Jader, Jared Leto's character is building a replicant army to take over from the humans. And it looks like Blade Runner 2 is going to be more action-packed than the first one. So, bonus points there. Because um, I keep falling asleep during the first one. You know, I mean, no offense to anyone in it, but it, it <laughs> was slow. I really, it is slow-paced. I really um, like the first one. But it is slow-paced. It's good. It's just hard for me to stay awake during. And, and by the way, um, it is Blade Runner 2049. True. Well, I'm calling it Blade Runner 2, and they'll have to get over it, because there's not 2,048 other movies. <laughs> anyway, uh, NBC says that they are killing off the reboot of Xena, which was supposed to have explored the whole Xena-Gabrielle romance thing. Um, they decided that that the the whole lesbian thing was not enough to re not enough of a reason to reboot the series. So well, I would I would agree if if that was going to be the primary focus, that would be kind of stupid. Uh, as part of the show, of course, absolutely, I have zero problems with that. But if if that was the compelling reason they were going to relaunch it, then they made a good choice because that's a god awful reason to relaunch it. You know, it's like how many people are wow I really wish we got more into their relationship I want to watch that for 10 years no not really that, that's where fan fiction's for yeah that's jeez so I, so Xena's been cut from NBC yay um, I'm not sure how to take this one though uh, there's an actor named Michael K. Williams who is in the upcoming Han Solo movie where they've they finished uh, the initial filming but they had to come back and do some reshoots. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's off doing other movies and couldn't make it back for the reshoots, so they cut him out entirely from this movie. I'm I'm hoping that he was not that important a character. I hope not. At least he's not Lando. I guess you know the. Uh, that would be kind of bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would. <clears throat> so. We'll make of that what it is. Well, I guess we'll figure it out later. And when the DVD comes out that has the extra scenes that had him in it, I guess. I, yeah, I do wonder how often this happens because I've never heard of the gentleman. doesn't mean anything about how good an actor he is by any stretch of the imagination. But I have a feeling, again, depending how important the role is, this probably does happen a lot. But because there are – how many how many sites are there about movie news? How many podcasts are there? I mean, there's tens of thousands. Uh, if this right. happened 10 years ago, who would have been talking about it? You might have saw, seen something on IMDb, and that would have been about it, but that's probably it. not. Yeah, so I imagine this probably actually happens a lot, and it's just not that big a deal. It's just – it's unfortunate for him, obviously. You know, you, you mentioned IMDb. I was going to talk very briefly about how they're going to reboot Knight Rider with John Cena in the Michael Knight role and Kevin Hart playing Kit. But you know what? I'm going to skip that because it doesn't really need to be talked to because I really hope it never happens. I am mm-hmm. going to talk about IMDb for a minute mm-hmm. because IMDb put another ad in the background of their page again. Mm-hmm. This is only what the, I, I've been talking about this for a month now, and uh, yeah, this time they put an ad in the background, and I, I recognized it was for Tom Cruise's Mummy, and 
it threw me off because that movie is not in theaters anymore. That movie is not available on Blu-ray and DVD. And so I wondered, why is this being shown? So I looked it up on Amazon, and the first thing that came up was the movie itself, not in theaters. The DVD, the DVD, the Blu-ray. Oh, here's something. Fifth thing on the list, it's now streaming on Amazon. There you go. Amazon said nothing about it. IMDb said nothing about it. That would that would be the um, place to put something about. Oh, it's now streaming, and put that on your ad. Well, actually, uh, the the one they showed Thursday. I do not get this ad, and it's not up anymore. But I may have a screenshot of it somewhere. It was a black background, and on the left, there was a quote that said, <clears throat> and I'm going to quote here shows that compassion and persistence can lead to hope and justice. An important movie that can't be missed. Van Jones. And this leads me to a couple of questions. One, who the hell is Van Jones? And two, what movie is he talking about? Because there is nothing left on either side of the screen. Clearly, it's about the Knight Rider reboot. No, no, it's God, I hope yeah. not. Yeah, it is. But oh, oh, that one, that one annoyed me more than any yeah. of the other ones. That's I, I'm a great guess, quote. At a guess, and this is just a, a stretch. I would guess it's about Detroit. Uh, no, Jones. Detroit had another one. Oh, okay. Well, well it's not about have, Detroit. Well, then God, God knows what who it's about. He's a, he's a political commentator, writer. Um, of course, he is. Uh, yeah, that's. Again, going back to the pattern, at least half of their ads, they do that. You know, they'll show quotes about movies. They'll they'll have stills from movies, and then they don't tell you what movie it is or how to watch it, which is kind of odd no. advertising. Kind of odd. Stupid advertising. <clears throat> the quick thing I wanted to run through, too, though, because I saw you know, The Mummy's on Amazon. It's streaming fine. My wife said she wanted to watch it. Here we go. Quick review of The Mummy. Starring Tom Cruise. Uh, everybody, you know how we everyone said it was horrible and it flopped in theaters and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't horrible, but it had issues. Um, basically, this movie stars Tom Cruise as Sergeant Nick the Tomb Raider. I don't know that he has a last name. Uh, opposite Annabelle Wallace's character of Doctor, I think I know what's going on, Jenny. Uh, and they're played up. So much as basically Han and Leia from Star Wars, including the same dialogue. There's one of my problems with the movie. Um, That's kind of bad. And just that the characters are so ignorant of what's going on around them. Because the first thing that – you know, we found the tomb. Let's excavate the mummy and take her to London for no particular reason. Uh, They're surrounded by crows. Spiders are everywhere. There's sandstorms. You'd think someone would go, maybe this is a bad idea and we should put it back. Because there's, I mean, they're good visuals, but it, uh, and and I will admit that at places it looked like more of an updated uh, version of the thriller video. But for the most part, the (laughs) visuals were good. Um, you know, put the casket back. Everyone will be fine. No, got to take it out and take it to Dr. Jekyll, who's played by Russell Crowe. 
and he works for something that's somewhere between Torchwood and Hellboy's Paranor- uh, Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. Um, there was a very subtle thing in the scene with uh, Russell Crowe. Yes, Dr. Jekyll. Yes, there is a Mr. Hyde. Yes, we see him turn. This is not a spoiler. It's a common sense thing. Right. Um, but there was a one of those biometric handprint things to unlock a door. And he unlocks it fine as Dr. Jekyll. Once he changes into Mr. Hyde, it won't let him open the door. That's cool. That was cute, um, even though there's not much of a change. My main problem <laughs> with this was there was never really a sense of danger regarding Sergeant Nick. That's, that's kind of it, bad. It's not the writing. It's not the writing. It's not the acting. It's the casting, and let me explain that. It's because it's Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise. I've seen Mission Impossible. He doesn't. He jumped off the Burj Dubai and didn't die. You know, (laughs) there's no sense of danger for him. If it was, and I think this would have worked considerably better, if it was Sean Bean playing the part (laughs) of Sergeant Nick. And well, I'm, 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 I know that sounds funny, but it, it does make sense. If it's Sean Bean, he can pull off the same role. I think right. he could probably pull it off a bit better. And because it's Sean Bean, you, you know, it's kind of a 50-50 chance as to whether he's going to make it through the movie or not. So then you get more of a sense of danger. But as for it, a kicking off the new universal dark or dark universal, whatever they're calling it, uh, bringing back the monster movies, I suppose it worked because the ending doesn't go the way you think it's going to. I will give them that. So it, it sets up these other mo- monster movies, but at the same time, oh, uh, I it, it's I can see why people were disappointed in it, even though it wasn't horrible. Did, did that make sense? I hope that made sense. It totally makes sense. I'm trying to think of the okay. film. Now I cannot find it for some damned reason that Steven Seagal was a there it is never in mind executive decision. Um, uh, he's he is ostensibly the co exactly the co lead with Kurt Russell, and something happens to the co lead which you don't expect. That's one of the few times that you see something like that. Um, then probably they're not going to do that. Movie. I'm sorry, what? It, it was like cut 10 it. to 15 minutes into the movie. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Just, bam, yeah. and you go, wait, really? Already? Yeah, and that's a really good movie. But, I mean, that that pretty much told you, okay, the stakes are kind of higher. This is more interesting. And they're not going to do with that Tom Cruise, which is unfortunate. But it, it's rare that – They'll have the guts to do something like that, and and yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. The casting, I mean, to me, you're making a movie called The Mummy, so why is the most important character not the Mummy? I mean, I get you're you're setting up this shared universe and blah blah blah, but you're kind of missing the point. Uh, you need to I make a this, movie. I want to watch Tom Cruise get his ass kicked. He gets his ass kicked a lot in oh, this good. movie. That's good. But, that's one of the that's one of the reasons I like live die repeat, which 
don't bother looking it up for under under the actual title because it's easier to find it under Live Die Repeat, which is the tagline. He gets his ass kicked a lot in that too. Uh, that's true. But that's one of the criticisms I've heard and haven't seen it. And I'm not frankly I'm frankly not going to ever watch it. Uh, you've got to make a movie as opposed to something that sets up a bunch of other movies. Make a movie unto so, itself. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have zero interest in in watching it. Especially when they call it a horror a horror movie, and apparently it's an action. Ain't too movie. scary. Yeah. Sorry. So makes makes no sense. How was uh? You mentioned you you saw the mist. Was that <laughs> yes. more of a horror? Oh, it's or horrible. Just horrible. All right. Horrible. Oh, um, you know, we were talking about the defenders earlier, and yes. we mentioned last week and again how they really could have. Skipped that whole first episode and compressed it. The, the Mist is 10 episodes yeah. long. They could have skipped the first Uh-oh. eight. It, it's, it's based on a novella by Stephen King. It's about 120 pages, two hours screen time. And it's, I, and it's when I say it's based, it is loosely, loosely based. Um, the movie The Mist, which is... God, I don't know, 100 times better, 150 times better. I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's loosely based on the novella, but it's much closer than this piece of crap is. Um, God, there are so many issues with it. And for one, talk about slow paced. Uh, you would be compared to this. You would be riveted if you watch Blade Runner again. I mean, I literally oh, had dear. to force myself. The only reason I didn't stop watching this piece of crap after the third episode was because I wanted to watch it. The whole thing for the show. Um, the ninth we and tenth movies, episodes. Don't have to. You got it. The ninth and tenth episodes are actually pretty good. Uh, there is exactly there are exactly two actors who are worth watching in the entire thing. I don't know if it's because they can't act because the parts are written poorly. Um, probably a little of both. You're supposed to feel sympathy for one of the lead protagonists. Her name is Eve. She is the the, the character is terrible. You want this. You're supposed to be rooting for her, and you want her to die immediately because she's an awful person. And maybe this is part of the point. I don't think they're that subtle. I don't think they understand the concept of subtlety. She's she's a a mess. Um. Like I said, it's so loosely based on this. I mean, there and there's so many characters that do completely ridiculous crap that people only do in movies just to drive the plot forward. The mist magically can't come in through doors, which aren't hermetically sealed. It can't come under a door where you can see the frickin' gap between the door and the floor. It's a mist, but magically it can't come through. Yeah, it's just... It's it's just it's just utter utter crap. Um, do yourself a favor. If you really have to see the damn thing, start with episode nine. You'll figure out what's going on, and just watch two hours of it if you really feel like punishing yourself. But and here again, going back to other Stephen King adaptations, some audiences, not us, suffered through The Dark Tower which is an adaptation Correct. basically of The Gunslinger, and it wasn't even long enough. The Gunslinger is like 200-some pages, and they made an hour-and-a-half movie out of that and threw in elements, a lot of elements from the entire series. So you take this gigantic series and you pare it down to where it almost has nothing left of, of any of the nuance of, of the original books, 
And then you take a novella and you stretch it out to, okay, actual running time, eight hours, whatever, eight and a half hours. Oh, just, yeah, it, it's, it's very much like Under the Dome, which I stopped watching after about four or five episodes because there was so much, well, let's pad out this 58 or this 48 minutes so we can get to the next 48 minutes. And maybe two important things will happen in this episode. It is a piece of utter crap. I, I, ten hours I will never get back. Maybe a little less than ten because well, I fast-forwarded through the commercials. There you go. Well, let, let's go to something that's a little bit better, although it might not be. Um, <laughs> oh, it has to be. Am I getting well, a root canal? Kind of that's ball. better. Hey. <laughs> uh, the BBC released a list this week of the 100 greatest comedy films. And when this came out, I looked at it and I said, boy, there's some stuff missing. And there's some stuff that just doesn't make sense to be on this list. Um, I I think the biggest one, and both of us said this, what the hell is Pulp Fiction doing on this list? Pulp Fiction, the number 46. 46 best comedy of all time. If if it's a comedy, yeah. If it's a comedy, why is it 46? It should be. I'm on the top 10. If it's a comedy, it's not a comedy. I don't know that it is. It's not a comedy. I'm just saying the movie is so good. Why would it be in the middle of the pack of anything? It's not a comedy. Yeah, it has some funny elements, but it's not a dark comedy. Just that's. Oh my God. There. There's some stuff that on, on here, like uh, the movie Top Secret threw me off because I remember that movie, a lot of people going, why would anyone bother to watch this again? <laughs> I said, maybe they want, maybe there's a Val Kilmer fan that wanted Val Kilmer on this list. And I'm thinking if you want him on the list, put Real Genius in because that movie was a lot funnier. Real Genius is an me. excellent movie. Top, top Secret. I, yeah, I thought it was too. Don't. Do not get the inclusion of Top Secret at all. Yeah, I mean, I know it's down on the, it's number eighty-two on the list. Yeah, it should be it should be eight hundred above maybe. Ghostbusters. Yeah, again. Yeah, how, how is Ghostbusters ninety-five on this list behind the South Park movie? Here, here are here are three really? movies. Number ninety-four is Rushmore, which is an amazing movie. Ghostbusters is ninety-five. Born Yesterday is ninety-six. Um, and, and throw in the music box, which is probably the best representation of Laurel and Hardy. Uh, really? <laughs> they barely make the list. And Top Secret is <laughs> way up there. Um, and there's something and, about Mary. Jeez. You know, you know as, as you said in pre-pro, yeah. Comedy is very, very subjective, and you know we we have our lists, our our personal lists. And if we did the show at two o'clock today, it would probably be somewhat different. But uh, here's a movie number thirty-four, Clueless. Uh, absolutely belongs in the top ten. Well, not top ten, but it belongs on the list somewhere, as far as I'm concerned. But a lot of these choices, yeah, absolutely clueless. See, actually. The, the two movies that I think are absolutely need to be on this list, drop the less part. Why is Clue not on this list? 
because I think I mean, it, comedy great it had a great murder mystery thing going with it too. But yes, it is a hilarious comedy. Um, and this came from the BBC. Yeah. Who's the main character include Tim Curry, who's British. Why is that not on this list? Um, and the other one that I would love to see on this list is, and it's something my uh, my daughter made us watch again yesterday because she says it's uh, the funniest movie she's seen. Support <laughs> your local sheriff. Ah, another which is nice really story. weird. Uh, neither of us are really big fans of watching, you know, that kind of comedy. We neither of us are into westerns. Both of us love that movie. Go figure. That's a funny movie, and it's a funny performance, James mm-hmm. Garner. And instead of Clue, I would go with Murder by Death, which is not in my top ten, but it made it reminded me of Murder by Death, which is another hilarious film, which absolutely belongs in the top hundred, along with Clue. I agree, compared to some of these uh, just inexplicable choices. Um, so yeah, there's that. I, I had a, a list of some other movies that I'm thinking, just to bounce off you, should Ferris Bueller be on this list? <clears throat> on the top 100? Oh yeah. I think it would top 10, but yes. Yeah, I don't I'm, know if I'm it would go top 10, but again, list. At, at, at 2 o'clock this afternoon, I might say top 10, but on top 100, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how about Beetlejuice? <laughs> oh my god, Beetlejuice is not on this list um, No I don't think it is I, Let me check again I've oh. got it in front, in front of me and it's not on there uh, Yeah and, and Beetlejuice could certainly be A top 10, let alone a top 100 You know, and it's like Okay, well you got to oh. kick something off But there are plenty to throw out Like Top Secret Yeah um, <clears throat> Would you put and these are my questionables. Would you put Roger Rabbit on this list? Um, I I don't know if I would put it on the list. I mean, I can certainly see the inclusion of Roger Rabbit, and I can also see. Well, you can say, well, it's not a comedy; it's an animated. You know, it's not really animated. It's it's it, it it's a great mix of live action and animation. I can see it in its inclusion, but I could also see well. Okay, he didn't quite make the cut. Again, right. But it's a heck of a Would funny you movie. Put, yeah, and I, I'm going to leave you leave you with this one because I know you've got a list. Would you put Red on this list? Mm. I know we we've talked about that movie briefly. I I liked it. I thought it was funny as hell. Um, I don't know. I don't know. See, there we go. We'll come back at list. two o'clock and find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go for my – and again, this is just like right now. Um, my number right. 10 is big. My number 10 is big, which isn't on the list somehow. Um, Wait, big was – holy crap, it I isn't, is it? Didn't see it on the list. How it's big not is not on the list is, it is beyond me. Um, this is going a little far afield. It's called it's Punch Drunks. It's one of the early Three Stooges comedies, and yeah, it's 17 or 19 minutes long. I get that they're going for full length, but the Three Stooges are like a seminal part of stupid comedy. With no three, without Three Stooges, there there is no airplane. Uh, you know, I mean, and on and on and on. So, and Punch Drunks is, is, is the is, one where Curly is a prize fighter. 
and has the Thank famous you. line and have, of they, they have to get the uh, music box thing going. Exactly, and 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 Larry is running all over town trying to get a violin so he can play uh, Three Blind Mice. And when Curly hears Three Blind Mice, he goes, "Mo Larry Cheese," and he demolishes everything in front of him. It's it is. <laughs> I can't even think about it without laughing. It's it's completely awesome. Um, number eight for me is Blazing Saddles, which is on the list. That is it's, on the it's, list. It's twentieth. Uh, number yeah. seven is The Nutty Professor, which is on the list, which I think is very underrated. I, uh, to me, he com- Terry Lewis, and this is why the, the French like loved him, because he completely turns the concept of what's good and bad on its head, because the bad guy was the handsome, suave buddy love, which was basically based on, from everything you read, Terry Lewis's own character, which is pretty cool. Uh, Number six is Duck Soup, which is actually number five on the list. That's probably the best Marx Brothers comedy. I've got uh, Groundhog Day at number four. I'm sorry, I've got Groundhog Day at number five. My bad. Uh, It's number four on their list. I bumped Caddyshack up. Uh, Caddyshack is 65th for some ungodly reason on this. I moved up to number four. Then I got Young Frankenstein, Bringing Up Baby, which is the classic screwball comedy from the 30s. It's amazing. And then my number one, well, actually, your number one, sir. You have one for the moment? I have met so many that yeah. I, I, I'm coin tossing between support your local sheriff and Clue at the moment. But that, you know, that, that could change by, you know, come back to me in by 10 the minutes. End, I was going to say by the end of the show. My number one is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, that, and all yes, of I can see that. all all of these movies. God, I have probably seen the the. Let me think, fifteen times maybe. Yeah, I would say at the least. I've seen these some of these all of these movies literally fifteen times. Some of them maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I probably have pro- literally have probably seen the damn thing thirty times. And it just oh I getting I did thirty times just my senior year in high school. Come on. <laughs> so, and that's the that's the thing with it was almost a weekend. It was a weekend ritual movie. Yeah, yeah good. Ooh, and that's, it, that's it's Saturday, therefore I must watch Monty Python. Yeah, and that's the hallmark of a good film. It gets better every time you watch it, as opposed to you know, it's like yeah, as I'm not so much John into that writer. Yeah. Definitely. Although, you know, instead of Kevin Hart, instead of Kevin Hart, I would want Gilbert Gottfried to be the voice of Kit. Then I would watch it. Oh, good for <laughs> You know, there have actually only been two, two bits that I've liked Gilbert Gottfried in. One, ooh, and actually, he's um, in your favorite movie. Yeah, you know, Beverly Hills Cop. And Beverly Hills Cop Two, and I actually thought Two was better than the first one, but neither of those is on this list. Nope. There's another one that I guess we yeah. have to look up. And, and, you know, if if we did a three-hour show, we would continue to come up with, oh wait, this movie. Because like yeah. Beetlejuice, now I think about it, Beetlejuice might knock something out of my list because you know it's been eight minutes since I first started talking about it. I, there are just so <laughs> many excellent comedies out there. Um, overall, this is not a bad list at all. You know that. No. That the BBC came out with, but there are some pretty inexplicable inclusions, just because they're, not because they're not good movies, but because 
Yeah, really? Is that a comedy? Well, well okay. There's something about Mary. And I know a lot of people love it, but no. no. It's a one-joke movie. The uh, I know there's a big difference between British humor and American humor, and maybe that's where the Pulp Fiction thing came in. But um, maybe. Still very, very, very odd. Very strange inclusion. And anyway, yet, dude, did I say inclusion? Very few British movies here. Actually, that is also true. Like virtually very none. Strange. Very strange. As I'm flipping through. Anyway. You did say conclusion. So, I think I did because I've run out of – I know I've run out of stuff. I've run out of stuff. Hast thou any more this week? I have not. Well, in that case, people, we've got time this afternoon. Go watch Punch Drunk by the Three Stooges. It's on YouTube. There you go. Or watch Punch Drunk Love, which is an excellent movie, which is not a comedy, which is one of the few that, that well. things I, I can recommend. As opposed to The Mummy, which I'm not going to. <laughs> I think that's it. Do you have uh, two things going on? I have uh, – you know what? I, I kind of do. We've got another two pages episode coming oh. out this Wednesday. Uh, coil.us and are you looking in the studio right now? I am. We have two callers. I was just about to say and now we We have one caller. One just disappeared. You know what? Let's say hi just to end the show. (laughs) Just say hi and end the show. Yeah. Hi, how you doing? Good night, everybody. Oh, hi. I was calling uh, regarding uh, I love comic books, first of all. I want to say that. Uh, second of all, I'm taking a massive shit. Oh, oh, God. I'm not sure what that was, but it'll be edited out by the time we get to the real version of the show. It will be. How's that sound? Here's our other caller. Here's our other caller, and I think I know who this caller is. We'll find out. Okay. Someone's playing with our studio. Well, you know what? That'll be the end of the show. Um, Sadly, it wasn't Ted. No, it wasn't Ted. No, it wasn't Ted. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do some editing for the end of the show. And wow, whatever the hell that was. Good night, everybody. It was one of the Farrelly brothers. Mario, Opa, ride. Do you think they were left me live in Montana? I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.